0: welcome back to notre dame federal credit union's irish sports saturdays as we get you set for notre dame and navy coming up tonight at 8 p.m be sure to follow redeemer radio on social media on twitter it's at 957 sports and on facebook search for redeemer radio 95.7 sports we have the latest on not only notre dame but the high school front as well each and every day kevin we're uh Continue to get some responses about what worries uh, fans the most. Um, Sean Egan says, I'm not naming names, but his initials are Brian Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and Dabs Like a Champion said, shouldn't they might play Alabama be an option? Now, that's not yeah. a reason why they wouldn't go, oh, I guess he means undefeated the rest. Of, I I guess I was meaning undefeated in the regular season. Just to get season. to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't meaning all the <laughs> way through, but that's... That's a good observation. Yeah. Dabs like a champion makes, uh, makes a good point. Uh, and if you want to vote in our poll about what concerns you most, rest away for the Irish. It's on my Twitter handle at Anj DiCarlo. All right. Let's turn our attention now to our focus on face segment. Uh, you know, these segments have been great all year. We've been learning more about the players and, and we're also learning more about those surrounding the program as well. Well, and, With it being a Catholic uh, university, there's a lot of things that make places special, and it's really the people, so it's neat to get to know the people. And back in week three, our Focus on Faith segment was with Father Nate Wills, the newest team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team. Today, our interview with Father Mark Thiesing. Father Mark has been a chaplain since 2008, was the sole chaplain from 2012 until this year, and now he's in that dual role with Father Nate Wills. He's a finance guru Which is certainly unique for his line of work. Here's our focus on faith with Team Chaplain, Father Mark Thiesing. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, where you grew up, and your family, and and everything like that. I I think sometimes people see the Team Chaplain or see a priest, and they don't know too much about them. Just kind of give us a little bit about your own background.
1: Sure, Uh, I was born in Dayton, Ohio. I'm the fourth of five children, and uh, my dad was a practicing physician in that area, and. At one point, the family decided to move south. So at 11 years old, uh, we moved down, when I was 11 years old, we moved down to Florida, to Fort Lauderdale specifically, and I enrolled in grade school down there after leaving Incarnation Parish where I was baptized in Centerville, Ohio, down to Fort Lauderdale and uh, graduated high school there um, and came up to Notre Dame as a freshman in college and a freshman in the seminary program for Holy Cross.
0: At what point did you realize uh, as a teenager or a youngster that this is what you wanted to do, that you wanted to become a priest?
1: Well, one of the marks of, of my life is when our family moved down to Florida, and I'd been thinking of it before that. So I knew that my inclination, my desire, my thoughts about becoming a priest predate 11 years old. So while I was in grade school, I was thinking about it. Um, and this was back in the, I graduated high school in 1977, And in some sense, there wasn't as much from my peers talking about, oh, that's a great idea. You know, this is a good profession. This is a good way to spend your life as being a priest. And so I was rather quiet about it. The funny thing was when I went back for my 10-year high school reunion, I had been ordained. I was ordained in, in 86, and so I'd been ordained for a year. And I was amazed at how many classmates who were there, very encouraging of me in the chosen profession that I had taken, the chosen way of life, and uh, very supportive of it. Uh, And they continue to be supportive of it. Matter of fact, uh, my 40th high school reunion was last year. And uh, in the spring, I got an email from one of my classmates that said, uh, we're planning our reunion. we we'll want to make sure you're involved in the reunion. I was student council president. I wasn't class president, but student council president. We want to make sure you're involved. And I said, it just so happens I'm going to be down there for my mom's birthday. And they were having a meeting at that time. So we all sat around uh, the table talking about making plans and how to have a successful reunion. And they said, well, you're going to be there, aren't you? And I said, when is it? And they said, September something. And they gave out a day. I said, no, I can't make it like why not i said i'm the football chaplain it's football (laughs) season and they looked at and they said well we checked the calendar with florida and florida state and miami and this was going to be the perfect weekend i said i can't make it and um they turned around and said to me when's notre dame's by uh and i gave them mid-october We'll see if we can change it then. And sure enough, they did. They changed the reunion. It was far enough in advance that they were able to make the change. Uh, It hadn't been on everybody's calendar yet and made it just so that I could be down there with them, Uh, had a class mass with them in in the school chapel. Uh, special occasion, an opportunity for for all of us to come back and then to spend the night uh, reminiscing and talking with each other. There were football games up on the TV in the place that we were at. I casually looked over but knew Notre Dame wasn't playing, so I wasn't intensely interested.
0: Father Mark Thiesing is our guest on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. This is our Focus on Faith segment. He is the team chaplain of the Notre Dame football team. You arrived in 1977, which was a very special year, and I understand you were actually – involved with the
1: football team from year one actually not from year one year two my first year was over in old college and uh every friday night after the pep rally the football team would go over to Moreau seminary i was living at old college and they'd watch a a a movie in the theater that the auditorium that they had at the seminary and then after that they would spend the night in the seminary away from all of the crowds and uh noise and activity that goes on on the residence halls uh, it became, after my first year, it became my job to run that projector that showed the movies. The first year, I kind of hung out in the projection. was, wow, this is some pretty big equipment. Uh, two projectors, 35 millimeter carbon arc projectors that st- stood five and a half, six feet tall, uh, side by side. Same thing that was in the theaters back in the 50s when the Moreau Seminary was built and they were installed and uh, used by the seminary for many years and then by the football team.
0: Priests take a vow of poverty, and you eventually got your MBA, and you've worked uh, finance and student affairs and at Mendoza. Uh, For most people, they're going, that doesn't seem to line up. Can you kind of explain the path you took in that regard?
1: The biggest part of it to me was math was always my favorite subject from from very early on in grade school, loved math, uh, enjoyed it in high school, did very well in math, and uh, continued to progress in that. I did my undergraduate major was mathematics and also my education courses because I thought I was going to be teaching math in high school which I actually did for five years. At the end of those five years I was thinking I wanted to get into administration and I was at uh, Notre Dame High School for Boys. Uh, We uh, Holy Cross priests and brothers ran in Niles, Illinois. I was up there for five years and decided to get into administration. I needed to look on the business side of it. We had a lot of people who had gotten uh, educational administration degrees, knew how to be a principal and to run. But uh, I was very concerned about the financial aspect of it and decided to go off for my MBA. When I got into my MBA studies, I really grew to liking it and enjoyed it very much. And when I finished, uh, the provincial said, we need somebody to run the money and all of the... Business aspects of the province, and that was my first tenure of managing those operations. Uh, that side of of it, happy to do it. I love doing what I do. Uh, I, I I have talent for it. I have an interest in it, and uh, I've now gotten a lot of experience doing it because I've done it for the province. This is my third time as a, as a provincial steward. I was business manager, as you said, for student affairs for two and a half years. I was director of finance administration for Mendoza College of Business for seven and a half years.
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about your role as the team chaplain. We are talking with team chaplain Father Mark Singh and their name FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, you've been doing this now for this is your 11th year and and the last five years you were doing it primarily by yourself. And now uh, you have, a, I guess we'll call him an assistant in Father Nate Wills this year. But how much have you enjoyed this experience uh, as being the team chaplain?
1: It's been a great opportunity to be engaged in something that is so iconic uh, for the university and is recognized around the world as an important aspect. And and I look at it, you, you know, so when I think about myself as being a priest, Uh, being enrolled and involved with administration and financial aspects of it, people might question that and say, well, what does this really have to do with it? It has to do with using the gifts that we have uh, that are given to us by God in a very good way and to show people that it can be done well and according to God's plan. The same thing goes with football. Football does not define Notre Dame, but what it does do is draw attention to what Notre Dame does and what Notre Dame does very well. To be a part of that and to be able to have people listen to me because I'm involved as chaplain with the football team, both associated with the team program and those who who love to watch and follow Notre Dame football, gives me an opportunity to say, hey, religion isn't something that's completely isolated. It's something that should be integrated in all aspects of our life and to be there and to be involved with the students and the student athletes in such a way is, is very powerful message.
0: What's the maybe a specific duty you that, that you do that is your most enjoyable, the one that you, you enjoy the most as team chaplain? Let's
1: say one of the most powerful parts is to be the last person to speak as the team is getting ready to take the field. Uh, To be able to lead them in the Our Father and then uh, ask for Mary uh, invocation, Our Lady Queen of Victory, um, to to bring that invocation into it is, is a powerful moment because that's the point in which they're taking that out onto the field and that idea that God needs to empower us to do our best and to learn how to use our skills and our talents to bring honor and glory to him in in whatever those talents are.
0: Pretty cool they're now playing that moment on on the video boards throughout the stadium as well so all 80,000 can see it too.
1: That's correct. And and I knew they were doing that and because I'm in the locker room I never get that experience but it is amazing how many people tell me that that's Part of their favorite moment of of Notre Dame football now to experience there in the stadium. Unfortunately, I don't think NBC has begun broadcasting it out there. But the the people that are in the stadium to take 80,000 people and get them to be quiet without any explicit instruction and to just recognize what that moment means.
0: What's your relationship with players? Because there's a lot of them. So I imagine it's probably hard to make that personal connection because you're a very busy person and there's over 100 of them, probably a little different than if you're the chaplain for men's basketball and there's
1: only 10 to 12 guys. Correct. When I've done basketball before, that was it only did a few games per year. It gave you a different ability to interact with the team. Uh, It's a smaller contingent traveling with the team. You're on a single plane, you're on a single bus. uh, With the team, Uh, there are four buses, five buses in some instances, a whole plane load of 160 people traveling together, and to be able to have that one-on-one opportunity is not very often. But to be there and to be present Uh, To me, the big indication that I'm doing something good and positive is when those players have graduated and they're back on the sidelines for a game, they make sure that they come up and say hello to me and, and give me a big hug. And often what they're also waiting for is for me to hand them one of the medals that have been given out to the team for that particular game. They keep track of that. One of the things I was happy to do a number of years ago was I I started giving them, in addition to the medal, the first game they would get a chain, a a simple link chain that they could keep the medals on, and I'm amazed at how many of the players continually add to that chain and wear that around uh, on game day. Uh, the five, six, seven, however many games they've been involved with uh, those medals on that single chain.
0: All right. Uh, football question for you. You've been in the heart of it for 11 years. You've been right there on the sidelines. What's the favorite game or moment that you got to see right there firsthand? Uh,
1: th- my favorite moment thinking about it uh, was the uh, locker room after the Southern Cal game six years ago when we finished our undefeated season and just the excitement and pure energy that was in there, realizing that we were uh, into the BCS before the playoff series and that we were going to be competing for a national championship. You think we uh, might have a similar moment this year? We're going to be back in Southern Cal to end the season once again. Uh, I wasn't too impressed by what they were able to do or not do against Utah on uh, Saturday. So I'm hoping that the team is able to face each and every opponent the remaining weeks uh, with gusto and commitment and uh, to play the way that they've been taught, and they will have success. And it's great to think that we can be there again. Thank you, Father Mark. Thank you. Go Irish. That's Father Mark Thiesing,
0: team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team. Kevin, your thoughts? A priest, financial guru. As a father of eight, you know, finances and faith go together, I pray every day <laughs> for help and uh, hope to provide for my family. Uh, great guy. and We appreciate him. And I, I know those medals uh, is a tradition that he has uh, uh, continued well. And uh, he's got a whole chart of uh, how what medals he gives out. And he'll... He'll cycle them through after every uh, five years so that uh, every player, if there's a fifth-year senior, they will never get a duplicated medal. That's that mathematical background.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's got to have the medical
0: background. If you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life Today. Coming up right after us, Lenny DiLorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life Today is your host. That's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. Time for a timeout. When we return, we break down the matchup between Notre Dame and Navy. What do the Irish have to worry about the most, and how critical is it for Ian Book to continue to be efficient as his team as he has been in the first five weeks? All of that, plus our keys to the game and score predictions when Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays returns.
1: I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays, and it was an easy excuse. I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass got caught up on that whole selfishness, that whole, you know, um, I can do it all. The times when I was struggling were the times I needed God the most. And now that uh, I've come back and accepted God, my world has completely changed. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
0: Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611.